Good morning, welcome to the Australian Early Finance Briefing for Friday the 23rd of October. My name is Nick here in Melbourne, starting with the S&P 500 and Bloomberg's done an analysis that's found that the value of intangible sort of um, market cap in the, in the S&P 500 companies is at a record high and it's been growing continually sort of, you know, throughout history, but it's certainly a lot higher now than it was even, you know, at the end of the financial crisis. So it's trading at about 12 times tangible book value, which is a record. The total value of the S&P 500's factories, office, real estate, cars, buildings, all these tangibles doesn't even equate to 20% of the total market cap. So the rest is all in algorithms, brands, lists, platforms, network effects, all these sorts of intangibles. And at one extreme is Moderna, the vaccine mRNA, coronavirus vaccine developer in, in Massachusetts, and they have 96% of their market cap in intangible assets. Now that's yeah, the, the biggest, but it's an interesting sort of look at, at where, where the economy is going. Obviously, we've seen a huge growth in the tech space where most of their assets are in intangibles and the sort of industries that are very labor intensive and capital intensive, such as energy, have suffered. But it'd be good to see whether this is sort of part of a, an ongoing trend or whether the alleged market bubble in tech is inflating this sort of um, finding and whether that will, if that pops, or it could mean that that really it's, these are the things that generate growth in the future and therefore the valuations are worthy and therefore, you know, intangibles probably keep attracting such, such high capital flows. Back here in Australia and the AFR is reporting that the federal government is likely to award major project status to the Asian Renewable Energy, Energy Hub project which is an absolutely gigantic energy project in the Pilbara, sort of midway between Port Hedland and Broome. Now it's expected that this project will generate 26 gigawatts of energy. Now to put that in perspective, the Sun Cable project, which Mike Cannon-Brooks has sort of been pushing in the Northern Territory, that was touted as a huge project. That's only three gigawatts. So, you know, it's, it's over eight times bigger. Now this is, Quite fascinating in terms of the cost. It's expected to cost about US $36 billion, but that, you know, compared to some of the Northwest Shelf gas projects, it's sort of in the same scale. It's going to take 6,500 square kilometres of land, and it's going to be a mixture of solar panels and, and wind turbines. So it will be the biggest energy sort of site on the planet. So that's bigger than the Three Gorges Dam in China. So absolutely phenomenal project. And, you know, what, about 50 billion Australian dollars. It's an enormous investment in that area and certainly will put Australia at the forefront of sort of the renewable energy space. And it's quite interesting that they expect the sort of project to start getting built in 2025, so only five years away, and then energy will be generated from 2028 so fairly quick to develop and yeah quite an amazing project and moving on to a potential way to fund this gigantic asian renewable energy hub project that's through bond issuance now we've seen a lot of green bond issuance but there's also the 
S and the G in ESG, the social and the governance. And NAP has set a new record in Europe. So a social bond has become the most oversubscribed bond in total dollar value ever with total orders over 233 billion euros for this um, 17 billion euro issuance. So 14 times oversubscribed. And it's a symptom of you know, a huge amount of capital flowing into sort of ESG asset classes, particularly in the bond space, and not much supply. So there's a huge potential there for, for you know, issuers to, to issue bonds at, at very low yields. Another potential reason why this sort of bond has attracted a huge amount of oversubscription is it's a supranational bond. So that sort of, you know, it's EU wide and it has attracts a AAA credit rating, but they priced it at sort of a, a one bit over their sort of equivalent yield on a, on a sort of a French or a German bond. So that means, you know, you're getting the same sort of credit security yet that slight yield advantage. So that could add to the sort of extra demand. What's a social bond compared to a green bond, you may ask? Well, social bonds are sort of used for, for social projects rather than environmental. So this bond is being used to fund the EU's 100 billion euro Shore program, which is a temporary measure designed to help governments keep workers in jobs. Italy is going to be the biggest beneficiary, according to Bloomberg, and that's receiving, they're receiving about 27 billion of that hundred. And moving to the markets now, the S&Ps opened up largely flat. The Sydney SPI is looking like it's going to be up about 40 bips for Friday. We have the services and manufacturing PMI reading coming out later today. That's your update for Friday. Have a great day. This podcast is for investment professionals only and should not be relied upon by private investors. The podcast is provided for informational purposes only and does not constitute financial advice. The values of investments can go up or down, so you may get back less than you initially invest.